0: Welcome to the Squirrel Suite, everybody. So this week, our special guest is Isis Daniel, as known as the Millennial Song. Isis is well known for her presence on social media. Her Tasting Thursdays was a hit on Instagram, and she became the face of the hashtag Wine Talk on TikTok. And in 2021... Isis was featured in the Wine Enthusiast's 40 Under 40 Tastemakers. Before we get to our conversation with Isis, make sure you're subscribed to the Swirl Suite podcast wherever you're listening, and don't forget to leave us a comment or a rating. Cheers. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. Hey, Leslie, Tanisha, and we got Isis in the building. Hey, everybody. We
1: in the building.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How's everybody? How was your weekend? Mm -hmm. It was good. I had a great weekend. I had a fun weekend. What we made it fun? Yeah. We listening. I mean, okay, I
2: haven't been home in a minute. um, last weekend was the first and your weekend. home is where d c okay, go technically forward. married. I'm ten minutes from, but you know d m v woo woo but um, yeah, you know, this is the first weekend I've been home, and I wasn't trying to like recharge from traveling. So, you know, we went to a little pool party here in the apartment complex, chilled out with my mama, hung out with the cat. It was super chill and um, I needed it. I've I've been needing a
0: break, so it's good. That sounds really relaxing. It does. It was. (laughs) (laughs) This weekend, well, one of my friends, she works for the African-American Museum and uh, she gave me and my husband two tickets to the, um, the hip hop block party. So that was, um, that was Saturday. That was wow. How was it? I, oh it was, my so I was impressed. Well, first of all, it was a block party. The main stage was outside. So it was set up like a block party with vendors and whatnot, but inside there was a party on every floor. Oh wow. So, wow. so just think at the bottom, that was Def Jam. That was Def Jam sponsored. So that was like a party. Like you, you sweating and dancing on the bottom floor, right? And the further you go up, the quieter the the party gets. But I mean, we're old. So we were at the top. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But also at the top is where uh, the open bar was and the past hors d'oeuvres. I was like, well, this is my style right here. Sophisticated (laughs) lady. And every DJ was bomb. Every DJ was bomb. All I'm saying is because we were at this little VIP reception trying to act like we were VIP, Curtis Blow walks by us and we were like, Okay, well,
1: all right, we in here. Yeah. All right. Did and you recognize go crazy him? and be like, Of course. Oh my God, it's okay, I was gonna say, because I didn't know if you had to like somebody would be like, that's Curtis Blow over there. You know?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. No, we recognize him. He he walked right by us. And we want to be, it was, it was a little crowded in there. So we didn't want to be too too pressed and be like, curtis but mm. you know, but yeah, it was a good time. It was a real good time. Oh man, you know. Yeah.
2: There's been some beautiful Black spaces. I yeah. mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So I was able to go to um, Napa's Jazz Fest. You mm. know, mm-hmm. I never thought I would see the day where I would be in Napa, Napa Valley yeah. and listening to beautiful Black music and jazz and seeing just, it yeah, was just a beautiful fun. experience. It really it's, was. Yeah, it did look fine.
0: So I know you was up there.
2: Yeah. Oh man, I wish I was with you because I know okay. you had a great
0: time. I yeah, know it was a, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Oh, and 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 I uh, you know I posted in my stories or whatever, and I was like, one thing about me, I'm gonna eat everything that comes by me. I ain't got walk nowhere. Come on, she better. It was good, yeah. <laughs> and drink all and the I drinks. know you did, huh? two or some yeah. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. <laughs> so ISIS. Um Oh wait, Tanisha, did you do anything this weekend? I mean, you live in Paris, so everything's beautiful and wonderful. Paris, so. So
3: I did um, a, a classical music concert, and it was in this, outdoor arena. Oh yeah, was in this outdoor arena. Oh, yeah, that classic <laughs> outdoor arena that was beautiful. And you know, I'm not like I couldn't name you none of the songs they did but like mm-hmm. I did recognize the um music but just the backdrop of it and the orchestra and then they had um a couple people that sang it was
0: beautiful was this a date
3: so be- no 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 I went with some friends
2: Oh
0: nice. Oh, that sounds really
3: ah, nice. It could have been romantic.
2: It could have been romantic. I know it
3: could have, but uh-uh. no. And then um since it started about 830, we watched the sunset during the um oh. concert. Oh. And then they had like some um lights that were strung across. And so that's what lit up the um audience and then also the stage. It was just a great night. I mean, it wow. was a hundred degrees, but like I'm yeah. gonna ignore that part.
2: Heat oh. wave, come on.
3: But the music wow. was beautiful. The singers, amazing. Like the voices, the control they have over their voices, hitting those notes and just how expressive they were. I was just completely just, it was just a moment.
0: Wow. Um,
3: and they only do this once a year, just in August. Um, and something they started in 2019. So of course they only did it then and then nothing in 2020. They did it last year in August and then it's back again this year, this year. And so it's just on Fridays and Saturdays, of August and it's mm-hmm. clearly successful for really nice. them because it was sold out. It was very nice and I wasn't expecting it, but one of the ladies who invited me, she was like, I remember her talking about it last year. So when she mentioned this year, I was like, girl, just go. It don't matter if you're not that into classical music, but I got there. I was like,
0: oh no, I'm into this. This is oh, great. No.
2: Yeah. Classical yeah. music is it.
3: Is I was it. like, I'm in.
2: Always.
0: And so was this inside or outside? Outside, fully outside. So outside. You're so sitting you, on like, was it BYOB, like a stone so could... arena. We could
3: have, but I didn't because I was like, I don't know how to get down. But like, we're sitting on stone steps. We walk in and they give you like a cushion. Oh, okay. So it was oh. like fully outside. And it used to be an arena back in the day. And it's At on the top a of cushion. a mountain, like on mm. top of a hill. Nice. So you could like see over. And then, of course, there are people like on the outskirts that are like looking in who didn't pay. And so they're looking <laughs> in the fence trying to trying to see i'm like that might be me next year
2: let you gotta get it how you live man figure it out <laughs> but not since i know how it is like
3: okay that'll be a thing like i'll do that every summer um
2: if i'm here in august i'll yeah. do
1: that every time
0: nice yeah. that's
1: beautiful
0: and leslie did you have any tours this weekend
1: i did have tours this weekend hooray big, yeah exactly it was a busy busy weekend
0: yeah, and I saw your um, I saw your newsletter, and I'm gonna try my best to go to the wax, the the candle making, wine tasting. That looks fun.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, the woman who is leading it is a black woman out of Baltimore. Mm. Shout out to Baltimore, and she makes these beautiful. Actually, I have one. She makes these beautiful candles here. Oh, nice. And um, you can. The name of her company is called uh, My Scent Therapy. And um, I think you can pick your scent when you, oh. you'll, you'll make a candle and you'll have food and wine to sip while you're making a candle. Love I it. like it. That sounds good. Yeah, so we cool. like a good
2: candle. We yeah. do. Especially the wood ones that burn mm-hmm. and it's like, oh yeah.
0: Love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. And those seem to burn more even.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah. They and, do. and slower too. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, Ooh, ISIS. I love the sound effects that you bring.
0: Thank you. So <laughs> <Yeah>. You know,
2: <laughs> and it's a family thing, so I apologize ahead of time. Oh, no, please don't. Please don't.
0: Because <laughs> we're going to be doing it. I can't help myself. <laughs> well, Isis, please introduce yourself to everybody who doesn't know you.
2: Okay. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Isis Daniel, also known as the Millennial Psalm. I am a certified level three WSET wine professional and educator, and I also make fun wine content because I'm all about cultivating the next generation of wine lovers through authenticity, um, education, and entertainment.
0: Wow. That was well, a well-done okay. well elevator pitch. I love that. Right, like
3: I'm playing. Yeah. Okay. i <laughs> no. like, so you? I'm like, I'm Tanisha.
2: you guys have no idea how often i have to say who i am and then i have my mother who is a public speaker so she's like get it together you need to same
3: i still don't have it ready though yes i'm tanisha
2: thanks for
0: coming (laughs) on we got got to be ready (laughs) my um i so i i don't know if i told anybody this like over the podcast tell us now uh so i um i'm in the um the batonage mentorship program now so i have a mentor Woo-hoo! and so Aww. and that was the first thing she was just like you, you did outlet? not tell us this no,
2: no and why did you do all right. that, i really? knew yeah i knew i was hip <laughs> only since last week but I knew.
0: <laughs> oh shout out to new york wine so a, a bunch of us went to a, um uh it was like a lunch it was like a master class slash lunch to celebrate um new york wine and it was great and it was at maximal park and sure, it was good. Cool. It was great. But back to, to Batinage,
3: because I like it. Oh, you just yes. Kind of on out so,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> one of the things my Batinage mentor said is, Do you have an elevator pitch? I was like, I don't know. We're, we're, I got one podcast the end that you that's three
2: podcasts? But that's not Damn. even true you might have a pot you have so much going on uh-uh. it's true no, it's don't true. play no, yourself I'm... like that you're <laughs> no. gonna let that
0: slide so uh, oh, no, that's one of the things that i'm working on because no i don't but i feel like people get it when i talk to them but i know no it needs to be a lot more eloquent do we need
3: to write one for you
0: oh i'd love that go do it whatever's on your heart <laughs> Yeah.
3: Oh no, I'm just saying because like other people will talk highly of you um, more so than do you yourself. Oh, like, I, I see like you we need, need to write. We need to write them yeah. for each other.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, sure. We then. don't
3: do good on our own. Oh, so. yeah. Because we That's just be like, oh she, hi. She, yeah. I work we in should wine. do that. Thank you.
0: Yeah. And Leslie's
1: really good at that kind of stuff. We we you know we should do it and then on our next podcast introduce each other.
0: Oh, cute. Oh, I love Damn it. it. Damn it. Yes, I love it. All right, right. Ooh, right. Write it okay. down.
1: All right, we got assignments.
0: Right. Uh-huh. We Come got on homework. assignments, homework. Yep, I got it. Okay. Um Isis, so you got your st- well, no, I don't know where you got your start. I <laughs> so like my question is like were you studying wine before you came became like an influencer? <laughs> were you an influencer before wine or after?
2: Um technically, when you think of an influencer, I have to be making some I guess, major impact, right? So technically it came after, however, I kind of started my wine journey simultaneously with social media. So my, my, my life always goes back to my mother, every interview, shout out to Valencia Daniel. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. So, <laughs> but um, you know, she was actually on social media first and she was in a, influencer on um, Periscope when that was a thing. So she met Maya Parish via um, social media. She mentioned that I liked wine and that was really the beginning of Maya saying, hey, she's an African-American woman, we need more women in this industry. So she reached out to me and encouraged me to take my first wine course at Capital Wine School in DC, right? Um, but once I decided and I took that class and I fell in love with just the idea of wine knowledge, you know, I was encouraged by my mother to be in social media and just to use social media as a form of studying. So I really took off in 2020 when everyone was trying to find um, Black content creators to support. I was already creating this content. It's just that no one knew who I was. When they were making um, these lists of Black wine professionals, people were tagging me. I wasn't actually on the list. And that was what was causing people to discover me. So in a short way, I guess technically, yes, it all kind of started at the same time because I used it as a way to study. But, um, I guess in the true timeline, it kind of came after the fact as people started to figure out who the millennial Psalm
0: was. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think is different about your content versus, um, everyone else? And you kind of started like on t- TikTok. that's what, that's exactly. what's kicked this all. No, I started on Instagram. Okay, tasting Thursday because like the people write that you started on TikTok,
2: and that's not you know yeah. it's not it, it 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 is when I blew up on accident. Didn't know um, that that was going to happen, but uh, the my journey began on Instagram with tasting Thursdays. I was using I was grabbing different wine bottles that I could find that were related to my studies and talking about the origin of each wine but what sets me apart is my personality. Okay. So I'm extremely goofy. I talk a lot. I have a lot of personality, right. And people don't even know that that is actually who I am, which, you know, we can talk later about the, how it, social media can really weigh you down, especially when you are your authentic self, it becomes a lot. Um, but that's what the difference is. I really was talking about actual line knowledge. I was bringing my own personality to it. But then I was also trying to figure out ways to make wine education fun and digestible. Um, And I think that's probably what my sweet spot is, being a writer, being a vocalist, being all of these things that I actually abandoned years ago, was really sad about letting that go. Once I started studying wine, I was able to incorporate core parts of myself back into wine. And I think that's what Sets me apart. It's just me being me and silly and crazy and all the above.
0: <laughs> so so you have some characters. Um, you have some characters um yeah. within your content. And so who inspired each of those characters that you have?
2: So my first character, which was the origin story of TikTok, right? Um, I created Suzanne the wine snob. First of all, I made a parody video and I needed a blonde wig. OK, that wig was $40 and I was not about to waste $40. So <laughs> I mean, $40 might be something, you know, that anyone else can just say it's not a big deal. But for me, I was like, I'm going to have to reuse this wig, it, you know. So I, Suzanne is a combination of many different people in my life. Number 1, she is totally almost every fabulous black woman I've ever encountered in life, okay? And I come from an endless line of aunties. I have no blood aunties except for greats going up. But I have been surrounded by powerful, beautiful black women who know what they want, who are very clear in what they, you know, they how they talk is just eh. but then also being in hospitality, I've had my fair share of true wine snobs who you know, I'm certified in this and they come to me like, we don't know what you're talking about. I have lived it. So she is a combination of people who are in the industry who don't really understand wine and also beautiful black women who are strong and confident in who they are. It's Suzanne is a lot. Um, (laughs) then my other personality Chardonnay, um, she is a wine influencer and, um, you know, Chardonnay, Chardonnay. She doesn't like Chardonnay, by the way. That's like the funny thing about her. But um, she is a combination of many different influencers that I've had the opportunity to meet. I'm, and I'm not trying to throw shade. I know that Chardonnay is very airy and, oh, how are you guys doing? And then, and then, right. She's always on her phone. But if you actually pay attention to her, she knows a lot about wine. And to a point that you really do need to respect her. And I think the image that I created for Chardonnay was we don't really take uh, wine influencers as seriously as we should. Now there are some who just take pictures and post, and that's their bag. And I don't disrespect that because you're still encouraging people to drink wine. Right. But there are a good amount of uh, um, of social media wine influencers who actually have studied, actually have done the work. And I can speak firsthand about people, you know, who diminish my studies and call me a wine comedian when, you know, I'm just like, I'm more than that. I've actually done the work and I try my best to always bring true information in every single form of content that I create. So she is that where she might seem airy. She might not seem from how she talks, like she knows what she's talking about, but you can tell that there's a lot of information um, that you can gain from her. So these are real people. My characters, even when we start talking about the book, these are real people that I most likely have had some type of interaction with. They're just exaggerated for comedy or for storylines.
0: What is it like to be an influencer? Ooh, I almost cussed. Um, Baby, be yourself. You this can. ghetto was hell sometimes. Okay. <laughs>
2: it's very strange. Um so there are so many different components of being an influencer that I love. And then I think the inner wine professional in me hates. And then the inner being within myself who never liked social media. People don't know this about me. They they look at my work and they're like, Oh, yeah, she's whatever they make up in their minds. I was the person who only posted once every few weeks or a few, excuse me, a few months, and that's not including the times that I actually deleted apps off of my phone to take real breaks. So that's who I am at my core. Um, So social media as an influencer, it can be draining for me because it means that I constantly have to be connected to social media, which is difficult for my personality type, believe it or not. However, what I love about what I do, I get to meet so many amazing people And including my followers, like going and, you know, I think most people feel weird about saying followers, but when I do my live tastings on um, TikTok, especially, meeting so many different people who have great questions about wine and wanting to learn more and being able to cultivate a safe space for people to, number one, ask questions, but to taste along and explore, there's, there's no price that you can put on that. However, the other side of being an influencer is there's this demand where it doesn't really matter where you are in your mental health. It doesn't matter where you are in your creativity. People want and demand content. I've had tastings where people were having a great time. And then I'll have like a slew of people who just pop on and say, where's Suzanne? While I'm in a full bonnet and glasses, minding my business, hosting a tasting. People um, really haven't mastered respect of personal space and being in social media. And so I think that's really, I I mean, a lot of people have been contacting me because I've been taking a little bit of a hiatus, but I have to, because I have to prioritize my own mental health. And I'm now in a space where I'm starting to get new ideas and ready to get back out there. So you, if you're going to be an influencer, you do have to make sure that you are an active participant in your own life and experience. I've been saying that line for many different reasons recently, but it's key to being an influencer because it's all about demand and coming up with new fresh
0: ideas. And as a creative, that's, that's a lot. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That was well said. Tanisha, Leslie, do you consider yourself influencers?
1: Not at all. Nope. Not at all. I'm a wine
3: professional that has influence.
2: Gotcha. And that's, that's the part. That's what I want it to be. That's what I want to be. Yeah. Why an influencer that has influence?
0: I think because we we started so long ago that an influencer wasn't quite a thing. Mm -hmm. It was more about bloggers um, when we started. So it's just a difference because we're a little older in this game. I get it.
2: But I don't even really know what an influencer is. Like, I mean, so statistically, right? Um, Whenever I go travel outside of the country talk to people who are not from the states and we talk about wine influencers they really don't see the purpose of it they think it's an american thing and even when you talk to wineries within the states and you talk about being an influencer they're like well we know it's worth the investment like we know that we need to invest in it but we don't actually ever see um a true what's the word that i'm trying to look for um like return, return, on investment. Mm-hmm. yeah, return investment, and that's that's the issue when it comes to being specifically a wine influencer. But that's why I'm trying to go about it a different way. It's not about just drinking wines that I get paid to because I have bills to pay. It's really about making sure that you understand your palate. And so I'm trying to influence for long game rather than short game because I feel like that's the image of what an influencer is. I'm taking a picture with this wine and I wanna influence you to buy and purchase this specific wine. When I think the idea should be much larger than that. But, you know, I'm John the Baptist y'all. I have settled in. I sound, (laughs) I feel like I'm crazy and I'm rocking with it. I don't care. (laughs) No, what you're saying
3: is absolutely correct because trying to get, I mean, wineries are working with a limited uh, budget most of the time. It is like one or two people trying to do everything. And to pay someone to um, like promote their wine, they don't look at it. They need to look at it as this is marketing instead of looking at it like you're paying someone to talk about your wine. You need to, it needs to be reframed from a standpoint of um, education, of marketing, and then I think people would uh, better understand it. Because, uh, like you mentioned before, with the ROI, they can't see an ROI for it. Um, and they want to quantify it, and that isn't something you can necessarily do. Like, oh, okay, well, how many bottles have you sold? Okay, that's nothing that you would ever know, but... If you put if you do a commercial on television or if you put an ad in a magazine, you can't say how many bottles were sold from that either. So you need to look at it in the same way. No one's reading necessarily magazines anymore. And no, you know, we skip over the ads on Instagram and all that kind of thing. But we look at people that we like and we see what they're doing, what they're drinking, where they're going, what they're wearing. And we buy things based on that. So it just needs to be reframed and not just like, oh, I drink this wine because this person paid me to do it. But if you're educating someone on wine in general, and then the wine
0: you happen to have is from a certain producer, then
1: you got something. And it's it's also Uh, like, um, oh no, go ahead. Oh, what I was gonna say is from the other side where I have sent product to influencers, As a business person, it took me a long time, and Tanisha is right, it took me a long time to understand that because this person posts about it or what have you, that is not sales, but a lot of business people equate, oh, if I post on social media, that that will equate to sales. In some cases, it does, but for the most part, it doesn't. It's just exposure. It's just a. It's just marketing. Now, what I can say on my, on for my business, because, a hundred percent, or ninety nine point nine percent of my business, is e-commerce. I can see every click and where it comes from, and I will say that two percent of my sales comes directly from social media from Facebook from Instagram and whomever else is out there so when i look at social media i look at it as exposure brand exposure mm-hmm. and which is 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 still very important for and very, business, necessary. Yep. very necessary. Very as necessary as a business person, especially as an e-commerce person, because that's my storefront. So investing in influencers gives me a broader footprint than I have now. But no one really should think that social media is equates to sales. In some cases it does, because I don't want to get any letters about why I made that in some cases it does. But for most people, they that's not how they shop. They say, oh, I see that. I like that. Da, 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 and they will come back to it in other channels.
2: And yeah. there's You're a right. way. Go ahead. To,
1: is it a, you, a, okay. mm-hmm.
2: So there is a way, though, to allow it to. Um, translate directly to sales. And that's something that I have made my business to figure out, which I kind of cracked the code, still a lot more to go. And when I do my live tastings, especially obviously not this summer, because I've been traveling way too much to be consistent, but when I am consistent, telling people I'm getting this wine, I've had tastings where I've said, who has the wines? And there have been a number of people who have gone to their local stores and said that they have it, right? So there is a way, but I think the problem about being an influencer is that it's an image. You're not actually influencing, which is why, to go back to what Tanisha said, you want to be a wine professional who has influence rather than being an influencer. Because, from my experience of being in this industry, there is no real weight. There's no way for the industry to have full trust in what you create. Because of that, they're not really willing to invest money. You know, for me, I create videos, I'm not just taking pictures. So, I have to do makeup, I have to set up lights, I have to record. I have to edit, sometimes I have to write scripts and people are not interested in paying for that because it goes back to what they see it as. You're just an influencer. You're not really creating real work that is going to impact us in an overall positive way beyond 2%, right? And so I, rather than look at it as like, oh, well, they don't respect us. I look at it as they don't see the potential, but it's my job if I'm going to be a true influencer to figure it out. And that's why I've been making my business to figure it out.
0: No, oh, I appreciate that. And also like, I never really thought of myself as an influencer for years. I didn't say I was, and it's not even a title that I use, but, um, but just having a business coach and she was just like, well, an influencer, especially in the wine industry, they are looking for a specific demographic sometimes, and they will target. The micro influencers, that's that's pretty much me. If you have like five K and under, you know, you're considered micro. So you might have a small following, but it's a lot of comments. It's a lot of interaction. So all of that matters, too. So if you're listening and you don't think you're an influencer, you just might be.
3: Girl, you small, but mighty. (laughs) okay. That
0: part.
2: Talk about it. People get paid with less than a thousand followers. That's something that you have to keep telling people who are afraid to get into it. You yeah. don't
1: need. I mean, how people did have a hundred thousand.
3: Don't get paid. Don't get paid.
1: So there's that. Mm. Okay. And it really does. It, it does. People do look at like when I was looking for influencers or what have you. You look at the interaction because people can buy followers. I mean, oh yeah. Let's, let's, be clear about that I I never remember that I never remember that
0: and you gotta look at their look at how people interact if they ain't got no comments and it's just like all these likes
2: well you can't even say that anymore because yeah okay jacking people up I'm just gonna put that out there real quick (laughs) it is not a game I was just talking to someone earlier about just Social media in general, I told y'all, it's a ghetto experience because it's all over the place. You almost have to stay consistent um, for the day that they finally wake up and realize that they've jacked everything up. COVID, 2020, since then, it's been an up and down experience being in social media. So tell us about your book. <laughs> Who's my book? You talking about Isis Daniel? Yes, you guys. So funny story. Y'all ready? Um, back in 2013, I wrote a concept, an idea based off of a conversation that I had that I actually cannot talk about freely because I wasn't supposed to know about it. Um, and I started writing this book. I entered in a couple. Um, <laughs> I entered in a couple competitions. All this stuff. And in the middle of writing this book, the pandemic hit, and I was actually coming up with a new concept about a young girl fresh out of a relationship, trying to figure out who she was post-relationship and working at a wine bar. Um, And pretty much my first book that I I was mentioning, I stopped writing because it was about um, a pandemic where uh, there was a vaccine and it had a negative effect on people. And so I felt like it wasn't socially responsible to actually complete the book was almost done, but I decided to stop writing that. And then the book that I, a concept that I came up with, which I don't know if I should say it out loud, but I'm just going to, it's called a guy walks into a bar because I was working at a wine bar and a guy walked into a bar that I found cute. And I was able to come up with a whole story based off of that one interaction because I'm ISIS. Right. Um, but this book is, uh, a story, it's a whole lot of me, a whole lot of true interactions that I've had over the last few years, post my major breakup that I actually did have. When you read that chapter, Gird your Loins, it's a lot. So, <laughs> but the book is about this young girl who is fresh out of a relationship, trying to find herself, and she ends up working at a wine bar. You get to go through her journey as she's dating and going through self-discovery, but you also get to go through the entire process of her starting off as someone who knows nothing about wine, gaining interest, and then all the way going to her level four. Now that is, if we get to, there's probably going to be a few books, you know, after this, but the first uh, book, we're just going to end with her getting her level two, WSCT, But that is the concept. I'm all about creating content, no matter if it's book form, video form, any type of media form, where you don't really notice that you're learning about wine. And so I'm trying to sneak every chapter. There's going to be a lot of information. There's already a ton of information where you're just absorbing wine, but you're so caught up in her story that you don't recognize it. So that is the gist of. A guy walking to a bar. It's gonna be cute. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. We're going to release it um, chapter by chapter. I'm hoping um, sometime like either mid October or latest November the chapters will start being released. That is something that also this is. It let me know if I'm talking too much. But um, when I first was writing Sterilized, which is why I'm mentioning that first book, was because I was working in hospitality. I was at this restaurant and while I was writing, I would allow my coworkers and my employees to read the chapters. And I was so appreciative of their uh, advice and their interest in the story. It actually got me super excited when they would read a chapter and be like, oh my God, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm going to do is, you know, allow people to purchase each chapter as we go. I'm going to make changes as we go. um, And then when we, you know, finish the book off, it will just be the book and I'll sell it. So, what's the idea?
1: How do how do people sign up to get a chapter?
2: Yeah, we haven't made it that far yet. I'm still writing. Oh, okay. Let me let me get through. Um, but there there are a couple uh, actual platforms. I just haven't decided on which one. I don't want to okay. say it because then if I change my mind, then it will be kind of confusing, right? right? So there are a couple different platforms that I can use. And as soon as I know, which you should know in the next month or so um where it's going to be released but
0: not yet not yet give me some time y'all it's I'm stressed that's a great concept I love that and and I'm a reader but a lot of times I have trouble concentrating so but this will force people to just read a chapter a week that is or however you know however Mm -hmm. uh, often that you release them but that's a great idea tell us about your subscription club
2: Yes. So I have my wine club, the TMS Wine Club. So there are different clubs altogether. Um, number one, I have my wine club, which wine subscription box. Uh, you can access it on my website. Um, but that box truly is the thread of all the other clubs that I have. I have a tasting club, which happens every Monday on TikTok Live. Um, you can subscribe to it. You can participate no matter if you uh, have subscribed or not. But there's a subscription on TikTok where you can come on. We do live tastings. You can ask questions. But if you have the wine club box, which we have a three bottle box and a six bottle box, which I recommend the six so that you have all the wines for every tasting. Um, But we have that uh, every Monday. We feature a wine from our wine club. And then we have the actual wine club tasting, which is on the third Wednesday of every month with the exception of this summer. And then we also have book club which we feature a wine from wine club within the book club as well. Again, everything is kind of, we're taking a break for the summer so I can have some time, but in October, everything will start back up. So if you're able to catch me on any random tasting, awesome, the wine club is still available. You can still have these wines, but as far as participating in our live tastings, which are weekly and twice a week,
0: depending on wine club or book club, um, that's going to be in October. So this part of the show, um it's called auntie behavior even though auntie. you're a millennial i really get auntie energy from you Stop. first of all i have over 15 <laughs> nieces and nephews and i'm
2: not even exaggerating wow it's, it's a lot so i have a lot of friends people have a lot of babies but my siblings they mm-hmm. have a lot of kids i am I have four brothers two sisters oh wow my brothers Big family. are the ones out here populating the earth so i have <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry i wasn't not supposed to say that um so yes i have uh, i am the ultimate auntie
0: well this should be fun then okay <laughs> okay what do you call your mom's best friend aunt Ms. in her first name miss and her last name or sister in her first name or just her first name so Miss Tatanesha,
2: shout out Miss Tatanesha. She
0: is my mom's best friend. Um, they've known
2: each other since before I was in the womb. Uh, so literally, she they actually her and my uncle got married a couple days before I was born. So like we real tight. But I still call her Miss Tatanesha. She tells me not to, but I can't help it. I've been calling her that my whole life. So Miss Tatanesha,
0: love got you. you. tanisha and leslie what do you call like your parents friends are they person are you calling their first name
3: yeah oh she real (laughs) grown wow you are grown (laughs) i'm trying to think do i even
2: say miss no wow that's crazy
0: i call your
2: auntie and aunt. like i have an uncle tony
1: like my blood relatives. But not the blood, like your uh, your parents. Yeah, 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 yeah. I still call them Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, so do Because I. you grew up doing that. And I can't look them in the face and be like, what's up, Harold?
2: What's up, Teresa? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Even though Ms. Tanisha's um, husband, we do call him Charles. I ask my mom all the time, how did he slip through the cracks of being called Charles and not Mr. Charles? don't have an answer for that but he we do call him Charles well that
0: sounds it makes sense though it does okay
1: about to get yeah I,
0: same same with me I miss in the first name yeah, okay. Miss Paul and Miss Juanita yeah
1: Respect. even like my um <laughs> my second cousins who are younger than me they will call me cousin Leslie like they oh, won't because they older. won't call yeah. me hey Leslie what's up they'll be like yeah cousin Leslie yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, i'm auntie That's isis all question. day
2: every day okay younger siblings i mean i see siblings but like um younger cousins
0: everybody i'm auntie isis period that fits that fits okay <laughs> <laughs> okay nice question what song do you clean up to You know, I'm a playlist type of girl. okay? Um,
2: and it depends on the vibe. You know, people don't understand growing up in a music family. I listen to everything. So I'll be going crazy to Phantom of the Opera or, you know, I have my playlist. I've been listening. I made this funky ES playlist and it's actually called Funky Playlist. I love it. Got Parliament on there. Little Rufus and Shaka Khan up in there. Come on through. You know, and it's and it has some um, younger, like Tank and the Bangers, other people who are um, younger as far as, like, you know, when they come out. But yeah, you know, nice little funk. Something to make you move while you're cleaning. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right.
0: What about y'all? Cleaning the house. Anita
3: Baker. Oh, well, yeah. I'm going to clean the whole house.
0: Yeah, Mr. Aldra, barge Wow. Mm. Okay, I did not see that coming. Okay, at all. We love it though. <laughs> we love it. But Leslie okay. likes a surprise. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, it's middle of the road. So, um, I have a playlist, and it's neo soul. So, like early two thousands, your music, Soul Child, and your Erica Badu, and your Jill Scott robert glass like all of that so that's yeah that's me that's my cleanup music okay that's my childhood (laughs) (laughs) okay what rule do you give visiting children when they walk through your door am i going to touch
3: nothing
2: that part
0: (laughs) stay away
2: from the tray of glasses
3: yeah, just don't touch nothing. Sit down.
2: I don't have it's a kid-friendly fair. house. I don't I either. Don't. So yeah. y'all gonna have to sit down somewhere. Mm-mm.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, when my When uh, my, my, when my niece comes over, I just tell her, hey, just go straight back to the kitchen. We're gonna get something to eat. Don't, between the living room and the dining room is like all liquor, all wine glasses, bottles. It's just not, just don't even go over there. We're going straight to the kitchen. That's where the food is. I know you hungry. Head there.
1: Do you remember, like, I know definitely at my grandmother's house, there was that room that you just did not go in and like your toes couldn't even touch the, um, the threshold. You would just peek in, like, it's so nice in there.
0: (laughs) It's like a museum. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, like well most most of my family, like all of us didn't have houses, we had apartments, so in my grandmother's house, there was a whole chair that you couldn't sit in, so yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but no, I get it, you know in
2: this point in my life, y'all have to tell me, but isn't it kind of pointless? I don't
0: like it, you know, oh no, I, I absolutely need
2: functioning furniture we
0: don't do, we don't do yeah. that, no, mm-hmm. we, nobody does that yeah. anymore.
2: Okay. You know. Thank y'all. Because yeah. I just don't yeah. get it. It just yeah. makes no sense to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you turn it into a useful room, uh, a den, a TV room, reading room, something. Office. Yes. yes. Yoga room. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Okay. All right. I'm happy yeah. we agree. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
0: right. What soap opera did you watch growing up? Mmm. The ones on ABC, All My Children, One Life to Live, in General Hospital.
1: Same, yes, same. And Loving, you remember Loving used to come on. I didn't. In, I like... never
0: got into Loving, but I know what it is. Me yeah. either, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't watch those operas.
2: Oh, okay. That's I funny. did watch sitcoms. I loved Reba. Reba was my show. Okay. No.
1: But to so no. Isis, but honestly, were soap operas really. On when you were growing up, like they, the day of the soap operas had shots fired. <laughs> wow. No, wow! girl, you know you she was what we was, she too. What you we weren't were even
2: thought of. What you talking about? You
1: okay? Like, All right. I'm just gonna cut my mic off. Nice <laughs> talking to y'all. Bye. No, you were bowing. Your shade
3: like, it.
0: No, that's shade. No shot but shade. Come on now, that's real shade when you don't even know you shading somebody
1: yeah but funny Um.
0: enough you are to a certain degree right
2: okay but the thing is the truth is I think um in our household growing up we weren't allowed to watch television during the day it was something that we could only watch Mm -hmm. at night so I mean it's not like I mean it still is on tv now it's just not a thing now I will say when I went to the Dominican Republic when I was in high school I was determined to learn Spanish and I did watch a whole lot of like Spanish uh, soap operas, those things. You don't even need to understand what they're saying. Like, you know exactly what's going on. I loved them. I can't give you any of the names, but I did have a moment. I did have a moment where I was watching. No.
3: Does anyone know names of telenovelas? I don't think they do. I think they just watched them. I don't think we know the names
2: of none of them. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-mm, not me, but I loved it. It
0: was spicy. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. On a hot day, if you have a taste for a soda over ice, what soda would that be? Pepsi, Coke, ginger ale, Dr. Pepper. Sprite. (laughs) You're like, okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Because lemon lime,
3: that's refreshing to me. Like that just.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. It's either going to be
0: a sprite or a ginger ale. If I have to go with the list, I'll say ginger ale. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, ginger ale.
0: It's ginger ale for me, but you know, I just know some people our age that every now and then they just have a taste for an ice cold like Pepsi or Coke. It's what auntie like.
2: Now every once in a blue moon. I don't drink soda, so it's not like a thing. So if I do, I'm probably gonna go for ginger ale or mm-hmm. sprite. Yeah, but every every once in a blue, you'll catch me with a coke. It has
0: to be a real coke. No Coke there. I want the sugar. Ooh not healthy i want that one yeah and i grew up in houses where you couldn't touch touch certain sodas like don't mm -mm. those real that real soda over there those pepsis do not touch real like in the glass so oh as i'm sorry as opposed opposed to like like, all my brands oh yeah like the ones that
2: said cola yeah (laughs) like (laughs) lemon lime (laughs) yeah Chair. Even though there was one that was actually good, but I don't remember which one it was. Red, like,
0: not red. <laughs> we could have purple. all the shastas that we wanted, but not, but not the real soda. Especially you at a cookout, the, the kids don't yeah, drink the real soda.
3: Yeah, we couldn't drink my dad's Sprites. That's like it, taking yeah. a big piece of chicken. You cannot drink the Sprites.
2: <laughs> that is crazy to me.
3: Oh, that's super black.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's super. Best,
1: 80s, yeah. It's super eighties black. Yeah. The the best yeah. was because we didn't. You know, we didn't drink soda. But the best, like, if we could get a uh, sip of the grape, I don't know, it was like, that was some good living. I knew I had a good day if I had a grape soda.
0: Okay. Name a song that reminds you of your childhood. Fellas, leave your man at home. The girl is, oh, no, 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 no,
2: no, no. And no, they played that at my prom. Stop playing. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm choking. Ah, see, I'm not gonna say (laughs) nothing else. It's okay. It's okay. Y'all know I'm a whole 27 year old. I turned 28 in
1: October. This baby, not even
0: 30. My god, I
1: could have burnt her. I could have burnt that child. All right, I'm
2: gonna hold on to this because I'm not gonna feel young forever. So I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm gonna hold on. on to it tight,
0: G. Hold on to a tight. Okay, dang. Hold up. Who is older, you or Desiree?
2: Um, mm-mm. I can't tell you that, uh, because I know we were born the same year. Okay.
0: I don't remember when her birthday. <laughs> okay, is. so oh, okay. yeah, I, we give her the hard time too. So I know I do. So I feel like my heart wants to
2: say that I'm older than her. Because okay. I feel like she was born in December or something. I, but I don't okay. know. I don't know. I have to ask her. Okay. I have to ask her. That's cute. Y'all still right. shady for that. <laughs> See, we, we, the whole conversation is off the rails. We don't even know what we're talking about <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh, we talked about,
3: um, we were talking about
2: songs movie, of my childhood.
3: Song, t- songs of <laughs> your childhood. Okay.
0: <laughs> are we talking about child
3: childhood? It's, like it's can- totally Like to Candy them. Rain? Well. Okay. All right. I like That's fair. the way high
2: five.
0: Oh yeah. Love, mm, yeah. Mm, 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 mm,
2: mm. Come on now.
0: Um, I was gonna say poison.
2: Poison. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. I got all the songs already. Let me yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's Anything by sure.
2: the boys.
1: I had a crush on them
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: I would say um anything by like new edition. hmm Um Salt and pepper. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just had
3: to explain salt and pepper to this
1: girl the other day. I was, because no. I said
3: something about push it or something. She was like, What? And I was like, Oh, there was this group called Salt and Pepper. She said, Salt wow. and Pepper. I said, Okay,
0: girl. First nope. of all, stop. Never mind.
3: That hard ER. Mm-mm. All right. Don't like how you talking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. All right. Oh, my God. And I was um. really <laughs> explaining to her. She's like,
3: No, I've never heard of them. And the other girls was like, Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? Oh. And she was like, So this was a popular song, Push It. I was like, okay, we're i would have done to here. hang up. Check, Whatever please.
0: that was, I yeah, I'd have to leave. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's everybody drinking, really quick? Isis, I see your beautiful glass.
2: I'm gonna keep it a buck. There's a dog barking outside. Okay, so <clears throat> I have a little um, Pinot Noir right here, Lafon. This is SIP certified sustainable wine. So I wanted to give them a quick little shout out. Boo boo. Right here.
0: SIP certified. Okay very nice leslie are you drinking something
1: i i am i am can you see it no, no. It's, it's, the see. it's the light it's the light um i like the the label though the top it's uh black tears mm. it's a back from argentina oh wow i is, like that name it's the bomb i, I was with
2: them um, in Argentina, uh, we had, I had black tears with them. Uh, Topaz, wow. or
1: who is it? Uh-huh, Tapice. there you go. Yeah. And Patrice. Yeah. Patrice, she is amazing. She is, she is, um, just a like girl crush or such. She is over their wine association. She's the only female in the wine association and she's the president of it.
2: She's a boss for real.
1: She really is.
0: Um, I'm drinking free Ma- free gamay. Mesa I have Noir. been
1: looking for that.
0: Oh, he Look had a sale, you. so I jumped on the site and got the sale. So I bought this one. And the yeah, Pinot Noir, we, I've been, trying, I've to yeah, I've been well, trying to bring it. Yeah,
1: I've been trying to bring it to uh, DC. Yeah, I'm trying to get it into DC. I'm mm-hmm. trying to
0: savor this so much that I use my Corbin that I haven't used in like six months because I've been drinking way too much. But uh, it's summertime. Yeah, yeah this is uh, this is lovely. And I'm I'm in love with Gamay. I'm feel like I'm really having because a long affair great. with Gamay for real. Yeah. That's
2: so, good to like hear. It's like the perfect summer grape into fall. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Did you try the, the gamma ray or did you just the free Gamay?
0: Oh, I got that one too. I haven't tried it yet. Okay.
1: Let me know how that one is.
0: Okay. We'll do. We'll do. Tanisha, did you drink anything great today? I didn't.
3: Um, cause I drank a bit over the weekend. So mm. Mondays are usually my dry days.
0: Nice. Usually mine too, but, um, here we are. I
3: have,
1: I, have, people, it's fine. <laughs> I have a question for um you ladies. So today I had to go to a doctor, a new doctor, your nose and throat doctor. Right. And, you know, inevitably on the intake form, it asks you, do you drink? And then it will ask you, well, yes. The frequency. Do you always tell the truth on that form? Cause don't you feel like there might be some other conversations that you're having back there? Absolutely not. We we fudge <laughs> that. We <mm-mm.
3: laughs>
0: absolutely not. First of all, I'm very honest about that because. I feel like you're going to see the shit in the light results anyway. So it's just like, might as well tell the truth. <laughs> so I do. And I tell the, you know, I tell the doctor what I do and, you mm-hmm. know, I'm no, I'm truthful. I tell the truth.
3: So what do you say? Like, what do you say daily?
0: <laughs> so I'll say, so most of the time, sometimes most of the year I'm drinking every day. However, they're not large amounts and it's usually not hard liquor. That's what I say.
2: Reality is everywhere else in the country. I mean, in the world outside of the United States and some, you know, other countries, but for the majority, they drink every day with their meals and it's not Mm -hmm. a big deal. Uh So being in this industry, I've actually, I remember in 2020, I made a video that I could still scroll back to. And the reality of drinking every day is not the problem. It's the quantity. And you have to pay Mm -hmm. attention to your body. If you're getting acid reflux, if you got a, you know, a belly now from the Mm -hmm. wine in particular, like there's certain things that you can pay attention to and you have to be cognizant of that, you know? So I don't lie because it's my business. Now (laughs) I am going to be honest. So when I first started doing all of my tasting, uh, tastings throughout the week. So TikTok at one point I had a tasting on Mondays, every Monday, every Wednesday and every Thursday. And I was having a good time, okay? Mm-hmm. Like we was drinking. And after a point, I just, I wasn't feeling well and I could yeah. tell, okay, if I'm going to do this and be this consistent, I have to limit myself to no more than a glass, max two glasses. Anything beyond that, I, it's, it's not healthy and I'm going to fall into a habit or anything negative. So I'm honest, but I try to be
0: honest to keep me honest. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. I'm also very honest with my dentist because, again, she going to see it. He, I'm sorry, he he going to see it. So I'm like, well, whatever plaque that I can pay extra for, because this is what I do, this is what I'm going to do, help me out. Here we are.
2: So, and that coffee and wine game be killing me. Be yeah, my
0: teeth. I'm constantly trying to just keep them just slightly white, just a little so, bit. Just- yeah. And I have to say, I've only had one cavity. In my entire life, so knock on wood. Well, bravo. <laughs> okay, last question: Golden Girls or Designing Women? I know it's says Golden Girls. Yeah, Golden Girls all day.
2: Thank you for being a friend.
0: <laughs> okay, I did like Designing Women though, but it's, it's touch it It's not touching Golden Girls. It,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh,
2: can I be honest? Uh oh,
1: mm. you've never Come seen on. an
0: episode of Designing Women. I don't know what that is. You okay. know i okay? With the sugar baker, uh, the... shack Taylor, no, no, okay. That's all
1: good. it. Oh, you nice. look, you can get some good reads on there. She, yes, yes, you can. She, okay. did. It was yeah. four women in a design studio with yeah. Mishaq Taylor. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they they did read people mm-hmm. on a regular. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can
3: Google a couple episodes. See,
1: it's funny. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Jean, um, what's that show on? Hulu the expert or something with Gene Smart. And she's like this comedian and um Marvelous Mrs Mrs. Mazel or No, uh-uh. That's uh-uh on, even though on. that's Amazon Prime, is yeah. yeah. But it's I forget. Gene Smart used to be on um Designing Women. It's a really good show. I forget yeah. what it's on. Um I don't know what show you're Hulu. talking about. But yeah, she was a she was a comedian and this young girl comes on as her writer and
0: wait that's not hulu that's um that's hbo max is
1: it hbo max thank yeah. you See? it yeah. began with it an
0: an H.
3: that's all she <laughs> remember
0: <laughs> exactly. listen no get that's you far. a really it's called
1: hacks that's a really good show hacks. yeah I, yeah the I'm woman who's them. the lead is uh um, yeah used to be on designing one
0: yeah that show is if you like like dry comedy it's hilarious yeah mm, mm-hmm. yeah
1: is beginning.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everybody where they can follow you. And if you have anything coming up next, we need to look out for. Yeah. All
2: right, Sue, um, you can find me at the millennial Psalm, millennial of two L's and two N's as in Nancy. Okay. Psalm two M's as in Mary. I have to say that because y'all be struggling out here. Okay. Millennial Psalm, the millennial Psalm. Um, but yeah, that's my name on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, um, Twitter. They don't allow me to have the thus. So it's just millennial Psalm. You can find my website, um, the but yeah, you can find me there. Right now, we're getting ready for an ex- a really fun tasting Thursday. Uh, so get ready for October and also get ready for this book, y'all, because it's coming.
0: Cool. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much for joining us. Thank you all for having me. I had such a great time. This is fun. Yay. Um, Leslie and Tanisha, any announcements? Anything we need to look out for? Nope. Nope. Nothing? Not yet. Not, Not yet. yet all right um yeah i'll continue to do videos and recipes and i'm still listen- i'm still listening to renaissance so most likely it'll be a beyonce song and that is it yeah yeah we, we love did. it
2: <laughs> what is the alien song alien super song. uh-huh Yeah.
0: <laughs> thanks for joining this WorldSpeed. we hope you enjoyed this episode don't forget to hit that subscribe button leave us five stars and leave us a comment we love ratings also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Buy Me Up, Glenn is at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino Three Hundred One is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Buy Me Up Media.